Hi everyone, welcome to this podcast from Cambridge Health Tech Institute for the Reproductive Genetic Diagnostics Conference, which runs 6 to 7 April 2016 in Lisbon. I'm Caitlin Sirfoss, Associate Conference Producer. We have with us today one of our speakers and our panel moderator, Dr. George Castellani, President of the Human Reproduction Committee of Scientific Health Council and the Professor Emeritus of the University of Page. Dr. Castellani, thank you so much for joining us. Where do you think pre-implantation diagnostics are heading next? What developments are the most exciting? Well, as usual in the history of human health affairs and medicine, basic scientific discoveries are the primary driving force in development of new medical devices and introducing them into health service and clinical application. Among the scientific discoveries for pre-implantation genetic service, Genetic technology is undoubtedly playing the main role. However, other innovative developmental services like sampling techniques from the embryo fetus and fetal DNA separated from the mother blood and so on are also crucial. The practice of pre-implantational diagnostic and screening is undergoing important changes as a result of the introduction of these innovative technologies at different stages of the diagnostic and screening process. First in order, the genomic testing technologies, in particular next-generation sequencing. I'm sure it will become possible in the near future to significantly expand the scope of prenatal screening beyond common autosomal aneuploides. A rapid widening of the range of condition tested for is already taking shape even at the non-invasive testing stage. It is expected that eventually it will become possible to routinely obtain a comprehensive genome scan of all IVF embryos and fetuses. Although this will still take several years, there are clear continuities between present developments and the future scenario. Obtaining whole genomes before birth and predicting testing may well be valuable and important to global health. The application of new technologies will raise questions about the indications that call for PGD. There is a clear need for a sustainable normative framework that will have to answer to distinguish between serious and minor conditions, distinguish between genetic tests of medical benefit and tests for potential enhancement of the future children's physical and mental capacities. If science is the first in the order in the development of new medical devices and clinical application, it must be followed by ethical evaluation as second, and construction of legal framework as third before the Nobel Health Service form is offered to the society in wide range. Genetic testing is in the lab is only one intermediate stage in the diagnostic process, beginning with pre-test genetic counseling and finished by post-test genetic counseling, interpreting the finding, the result. Crucial elements are the quality of the screening process as a whole, including non-laboratory aspects such as information and counseling, and education of professionals. As a special field of the future, better evaluation tools should be developed in the light 
of the aim of the practice and systematic evaluation has to be performed of all aspects of pre-implantation and prenatal genetic investigation. You mentioned ethical evaluation. What are the biggest ethical challenges scientists are facing as pre-implantation genetic diagnostic tools evolve? The genetic sequencing technology is now fast, cheap, robust, and safe. A safe technology may lead to routinization, and sequencing information is evolving into new healthcare domains. Widening the scope of prenatal screening also raises the question to what extent reproductive autonomy is meant to expand and may challenge the central issue of long-held ethical principles such as informed consent, non-directiveness, and respecting autonomy of the individuals. There are several ethical issues raised by the prenatal application of the new genomic technologies. The well-known question of should we do what we can is more sharp and acute as ever should we accept technological imperatives to obtain whole genome sequences before birth just because we can? The aim of prenatal screening of IVF embryos and fetuses should be understood as facilitating autonomous reproductive choice for prospective parents. Also, the best interest of the future children has to be considered. The expanded use for scientifically unproven potential enhancement purposes would be of concern. Of course, the test offered should be valid and useful to reach the purpose. However, the new technologies will detect genome variants beyond the original scope. General distinction between a targeted and a genome-wide sequencing application, distinction between genomic variants which are associated with disease and those of unknown clinical significance needs to be scrutinized. Another challenge is, what should we do with the incidental findings discovered by whole genome sequencing, that is, by non-targeted testing in prenatal pre-implantation and screening? The long-held ethical principle of non-directiveness in general in genetic counseling should be re-evaluated. This is especially challenging in the scope of PGS, where the principal aim is to increase the success rate of IVF performed because of infertility, which differs from the traditional goal of PGD performed to prevent the birth of a child affected by a genetic disease running in the family. After all, the ethical principle of non-directiveness should be redefined in the context of broad-scope genetic screening. Ethical challenge is also the question whether the present prenatal context is not the only time the genomic information can be done. Would the genetic information be in the future adult's interest for his or her genome to be determined now? Has our present knowledge on the genome of lifelong relevance? All these ethical challenges burden and add complexity of the reproductive decision-making, interrupt the balance of benefits versus burdens of the prenatal genetic service. Expanding the use of next-generation sequencing would considerably enlarge the pool of possible users of the technology. As the sophisticated diagnostic evolves, raising difficult choices 
for some currents, society is likely to debate their use, interpretation of results, and cost. It is critical that the biomedical and scientific communities continue to engage with each other and with public to ensure that the future vision of using next-generation sequencing in diagnostic remains clear. What are you most excited to see at the Reproductive Genetic Diagnostics Conference? There are several issues I am excited to see at the conference. I expect to get more proper insight to questions like, for example, will screening of IVF embryos by next-generation sequencing methodology at high resolution be the method of choice for both inherited and de novo mutations across the genome other than aneuploidy? How reliable this technology, allowing identification and transfer of euploid embryos resulting in ongoing pregnancy? Should PGS to be considered as experimental procedure further on, or should it be made available for routine practice? Of course, my expectations are not just technical. They are also ethical. I wonder whether the future child might be acknowledged as an interested stakeholder in the pre-implantation and prenatal genetic testing. There is a clear need for a sustainable normative framework that will have to answer the challenges like the enlargement of choices of the parents for the future children's health. In addition, a comprehensive evaluation of all relevant aspects are needed, including acceptance by the population. Follow-up studies are also needed of the children born after genetic testing. The expectation and the expansion of the scope of prenatal screening from serious congenital and childhood disorders towards less severe health parameters should be accepted only after laboratory validation studies. Findings of genetic variants of unknown significance demand urgent discussion and guidelines for the use as a risk reduction measure in the pre-implantation setting. Since resources of the health care system are too limited to fund all the beneficial genetic testing services available, ethically and economically reflected prioritization criteria are needed to decide which genetic services to fund from the public budget. Prioritization should be based on consideration of medical benefit, benefit of information for important life decision, benefit for other people apart from the person tested, and the likelihood of being affected by the condition tested for, the principle of accountability of reasonable. After all, finally, participants of the conference should take home questions for further discussion and evaluation in their own circles and environments. Governments and public health authorities should adopt an active role to ensure the responsible innovation of prenatal screening in the basic of ethical principles. Thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Kostolani. Yeah, thank you, Caitlin.
That was Dr. George Castellani, President of the Human Reproduction Committee of Scientific Health Council and the Professor Emeritus of the University of Page. He'll be speaking at the Reproductive Genetic Diagnostics Conference, which runs 6 to 7 April 2016 in Lisbon. If you'd like to hear him in person, go to www.molecularDXEurope.com for registration information and enter the key code podcast. I'm Caitlin Sierfoss. Thank you for listening.